Hi all, this is TK and you're listening to the podcast RVE for the HSP, RV Empath for the Highly Sensitive Person. Welcome, it is September 25th and how are you doing? There is a lot of energy out there, some of which has to do with the fact that the planet Mars is currently retrograde. Some of it has to do with the fact that there have been some pretty heavy squares going on with uh, the big boys in Capricorn, Pluto and Saturn, both retrograde, and other stuffs <laughs> that will come to me. We're still in the middle of that eclipse season too. <sighs> so let's all focus on taking a deep breath, doing some conscious breathing, perhaps today, calming and clearing our minds in whatever way to help us be and stay calm and balanced. Uh, The path to health, wealth, and happiness, peeps. As far as I can tell. (laughs) One of them anyway, certainly. So it's also important to point out that being calm supports our health. It helps us make clear decisions. We're overall not as stressed. It helps us deal with the stress that everyone gets on the daily. So, you know, win, win, win. Love it. Um, and being calm is also I don't know, it just feels good. (laughs) It feels better. I have lived many, many years being in a state of complete agitation. I have. I also got cancer. Let's remember, uh, that was a big wake-up call. Going through breast cancer, uh, I was very lucky that they caught it. it. It had actually, the lump that I had, a second one had started and was growing nearby. So in a way, I'm quite, I'm very, very lucky that it didn't, the one that I had didn't continue growing and to get bigger because that makes it overall, you know, a much harder thing. Instead, there was a second tumor that started growing um, that was smaller. So I'm very grateful for that the way that my particular case um, occurred and came to be and moved forward and resolved. So uh, I had a lumpectomy, chemo, radiation, and now I'm on tamoxifen, a hormone blocking medication for about five or 10 years. And that medication can be tough. I read that fully 50% of the women who go on it have to quit or they choose to quit they don't I mean it's all relative right but it's an internal decision to quit because the side effects were so heinous on their lives that um, they're willing to risk cancer coming coming back than to continue with the medication so that that's pretty hardcore I'm I've been relatively lucky my um, side effects come and go and um and they're not, I'm, uh, I've been lucky enough to avoid 
um, some of the harsher ones. Thank goodness. Anyway, I hadn't planned on talking about all that, but um, the point that I'm trying to make is certainly going through cancer, I came to the decision even more that I wanted to live a life that um, that I truly love and I want to feel good. I don't want to live a life in which I'm constantly miserable. I lived through that. I watched my parents live those lives and die miserable. Um, and looking back, I, I saw in many ways how I was still living a very miserable life, even though I didn't know it. I mean, I was in a much better place than I had been. So that's, that's the real mind warp of it all is that once, once you start working on yourself and commit, commit to living a best life, then things, you know, get better and better. And we get better and better, you will get better and better. But um, so you're feeling like, oh, this is it, you know, wow, I'm feeling great. But there's just so much more to it. Um, it just gets better and better overall. And eventually, you know, you, me, we, we get to a place where we look back and we say, wow, I wasn't as happy. I mean, back then I thought I was happy. And look at me now. Yay. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, um, I want to also point out the importance of working on healing the parts of ourselves um, that feel empowered, like healthy empowerment within. And it's important for us all to stand up for ourselves, certainly, be able to do that. Um, because that's part of self love. And perhaps next week, I'll go more into it. But it includes the subject of bullying. I, w I will say that growing up, I was bullied and I was a bully. I, to a certain extent, emotionally tortured, or I was at least was involved in it. Um, several fellow students through the years. Um, but, you know, I have been on the other end of it myself and I am feeling called to tell a story about a time when I was, I think, in the third grade. There was a girl who was picked on uh, overall by, like, everybody <laughs> in the grade. So she unfortunately was in the situation of, um, you know, not having a lot of allies and she was kind of open I don't know what the expression is but it was like an open field to make fun of her so I hung out with a group of girls some of them were like popular isn't that interesting how in the grades like even third grade I don't know what what is that seven I have no idea but yeah there are like cliques 
and um, and the uh, the mean girl thing is already starting to happen so here I am with my buddy and we're kind of trying to um, hang out with these girls or you know get in with them socially what have you and I remember they gave me an assignment to go over to the girl who was picked on and talk to her during recess one day and extract information that could be used against her in terms of a you know campaign of torture <laughs> sorry to laugh anyway um so I went and I uh, joined her on this like log thing that you could climb up and you know back in the day the playgrounds used to have these different structures that could be climbed and I sat on the top of that with her and we talked for half an hour and I ended up liking her I liked her a lot we became friends and I went back and I didn't tell those girls a darn thing did not participate at all in making this girl's life more heinous and we actually hung out I mean when I say we became friends I mean it like we um, had play dates and stuff and she shortly after her mom got transferred um, because she was a child of a, a single single mom her uh, family was uh, her parents were divorced so I think her mom relocated for another job as far as I remember so it was a short-lived kind of friendship we were only friends and hanging out for a few months but sometimes I reflect back on that story and I I'm so pleased with it I'm so glad that I recognized I liked the girl number one recognized I wanted to be her friend and refusing to uh, you know refusing to um, stray from that I had a strong enough will to to not bow to uh, you know societal <laughs> pressure with the uh, the cool girls or the cool kids so I I just I like that story and I want us all to maybe dwell in that a little more you know there's a lot of different lessons that can be taken from that story one of which is not really caring about what other people think about you as a person you know it's that's a big one for me that's something that I have grappled with and am still grappling with to this day and who knows why a bunch of it you know when you dive into it psychologically it might have a lot to do with the fact that growing up in the dysfunctional alcoholic household that I did it's almost like I take it on as a survival mental way of being because it helps to keep me safe um, ensuring that everyone around me likes me you know I don't want to you know ruffle feathers or go against the flow or whatever pick your metaphor but um, I have challenged that off and on through my years so that's really good to do um, and continue to do. Now there was something else I was going to say, and I've forgotten now. 
Oh, yes. So then as I grew older, I was also a bully again, though, peeps. That's the thing, like that whole adolescent age and going into high school. But, or I stood by, I didn't bully so much. It's just like kind of be part of it as my best friend at the time did. But I participated. Absolutely. And um, and I was also bullied again at the, at the same time. So I'm not sure what my point is. I think next week perhaps we'll dissect the different stories more because they are interesting. And there was a, a case in which I was part of bullying this uh, boy, right? Who was very awkward, very thin, um, uh, awkward looking, like big nose and frail and um, small. And so, of course, when kids are young, I mean, it's kids are mean. It's so unfortunate, but it, it, it is sort of blatantly the case. Um, but he, you know, turned it around and he started, um, you know, uh, fighting back, quote unquote, so to speak. And, uh, I'll guess, I guess I'll finish the story since I started it, but perhaps I'll get into more detail next week. At any rate, um, so my friends and I made fun of him because we thought he was goofy and, um, Unfortunately, we thought he was ugly, too. So, this sounds so horrible as I'm saying it. And I am not the individual who would participate or even think this sort of thing about um, a person anymore, I don't think. Because now I'm in a place where I, um, I tend to... I tend to base opinions more on a person's inner way of being. So what they say, uh, what they do, and overall their like energy, you know what I mean? I mean, certainly as we go through the world, we encounter people with different types of energy. So what is, is their energy a beautiful energy? That's what I care about. Then the person's beautiful. So you know, I apologize. I just want to do ho'oponopono for the whole situation and send that that boy who's now now a man ho'oponopono because, you know, saying that we made fun of him and I made fun of him because he was awkward looking, small and ugly is not a fun thing to say. <laughs> so I'm willing to do work to help clear that up in the person that I was and the situation and in um, that boy slash man's life. So hopefully we'll talk more about that next week. Let me just try to wrap this up at any rate. So we teased him in different ways and, and um, that kind of thing. He sat behind me in a math class and he started to to poke me with a pencil 
like either a sharpened pencil. Um, I think that must have been it. Or, or a pen, but I don't remember ever having pen marks or anything. But so, so he would poke me with a pencil, which is so clever when you think about it, because it's so um, hard to see. I mean, it's very subtle, but it doesn't feel subtle. I could, I could feel it for sure. So I, of course I would turn around when it started happening and like glare at him, but it's during class. So I can't, you know, do too much at the time. I didn't want to stir things up too much in that way either, which is also clever. I mean, it's just all around pretty, a uh, uh, clever way of, of how he went about doing it. Now, I started to feel admiration for him for doing this. I was like, there was something in me that was like, right on. Good for you. Um, so, of course, that changes the whole relationship of bu- bullying and being bullied and that kind of thing. It, it switched up the energy. So, of course, it wasn't the same after that. And he eventually stopped poking me, too. So I reflect back on that and I'm like, hmm, isn't that interesting? Because it didn't, it didn't, I mean, at first it pissed me off. I'm sure it pissed me off a little bit, but it very quickly turned to like admiration. So I don't know. I'll leave that. I'll leave you all with that for now. Like I said, I hope to continue this conversation about the whole energy of, um, Bullying, self-empowerment, self-love, standing strong in who we are. Um, Dealing with how to not care so much about the outer and focus on the inner. Healing ourselves enough to be living our best lives. Right, peeps? right so with that I will move to astrology that was a very long talk I did not expect that so today we have Saturn retrograde in Capricorn quintile Chiron retrograde in Aries mm-hmm. quintiles point to inner places of genius that we are oftentimes blind to. So we're not aware of them, but others looking in on our lives can say, ooh, so-and-so is so talented at blank. So be aware of that and how we can use it to its best ability when it comes to work, um, work ethic, long-term goals, overcoming restrictions and obstacles, who we are in the world and our relationship to authority figures, large and small, including ourselves and healing and transforming pain, anger and rage. Hello. Isn't that interesting that I, I forgot that that was happening consciously. And my whole talk there at the beginning was in a way talking about transforming pain and rage. Hmm. So remember Ho'oponopono peeps, that Hawaiian prayer of forgiveness. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Look into it. There's plenty of stuff online 
And remember, you don't have to actually feel or um, believe in those words to be able to say them. Say them anyway. All you have to do is be willing to heal the situation and yourself and all involved in it. That's it. Um, so, and then it, it, it heals to a certain point where you do start feeling the words, which is helpful and beautiful. All right. What else is going on over the weekend? We have an inconjunct between Venus and Pluto retrograde. That's happening tomorrow. That can be, you know, energies that don't, they don't really fit well together. So um, Pluto is about our shadow side stuff and, and endings and beginnings, <coughs> transformation. So do the best to sink into what Venus has to offer us, which is love and harmony and social graces, art, beautiful things, self-worth. Now, Mercury is moving into Scorpio on Sunday. And Scorpio, again, is that house of life cycles, power control issues, intimacy, shared resources, um, sex, death, and taxes, as they say. So now with Mercury moving in there, that's our minds, how we communicate and what we learn. So it's a perfect time to sink into healthy empowerment peeps. Because look, who doesn't struggle with control issues? I mean, come on. Um, so again, it's a great time to strengthen a relationship with God, universal energy, source spirit, God being shorthand for good. And um, every day work on clearing out our muck and yuck, healing ourselves. It's a great time to heal. Because Mercury is all about what we learn and our minds and how we communicate. So yeah, perfect. Coming up in a few days, um, Venus will be trying Mars retrograde. That's a good energy with those two working together in harmonious flow. That's happening on the 28th. I think that's Monday. And then next week we have Saturn going direct and we are definitely starting to feel, you know, a few days before that happens, um, right around now, then it sort of gets stronger before it starts to go direct as it's stationing. So look, the best advice I could give is keep working hard on something, particularly your, yourself, ourselves, because that is what we can really you know, quote unquote, control <laughs> is what we are focusing, what we're choosing to um, focus on and heal when it comes to our inner selves. Working on ourselves and within that, having some sort of long term goal is perfect. <laughs> That's a great thing to focus on. Work hard at something, peeps, because um, there are rewards to be had. Absolutely. So there's another square happening in a few more days between Mars and retrograde and Saturn. Ugh. 
So again, that points to, look, this is all hard work. Let's just get it straight. <laughs> we are healing our lives in whatever ways on an individual level. So rest where we can. Focus on the good. Look for the blessings as we heal our lives and ourselves. Okay. We got a full moon coming up on the 1st. We'll talk more about that next week. That's in Aries. There's good stuffs to be had, peeps, though. I want to remind you of that through this difficulty, this time of change and transformation. Um, so be on the lookout for it. Okay, moving to the guidance cards now. I, um, gonna ta I'm going to take a moment to bless and ground the cards in energy for the highest good of all most benevolent outcome for all, and we'll be back shortly. Thank you. Okay, cards, please um, flip out entirely. And what are, what is um, something that peeps, what listeners should be focused on in terms of this weekend, in terms of healing, in terms of living our best lives? That did not flip. <laughs> uh, remember to look up my website, peeps. You can get there, rvempath.com. Look up my free booklets. Download my book, Free Yourself from Fear, The Fear Rocks and How They Can Help, $9.99. Ooh, okay. So, cards at the end of the shuffle flipped over. Sometimes that happens. Um, instead of at the beginning, you know what I mean? Anyway, we've got the Page of Cups, understanding. Keeps coming out. So, what are we understanding? Patience is the next card. Seven of Pentacles. Compromise, the third card. Six of Pentacles. And Silence, the star. Number 17 in the Major Arcana. Wow, these are cool cards. So, just taking it with the titles alone from the Osho Zen, understanding, patience, compromise, and silence. Mm. Now, other things that we can be understanding. Patience is, it features on the Rider Waite, a, a fellow standing there leaning on his hoe, and he's tending to his garden. Things are growing, pentacles are growing. His crops are growing, but it's that, that phase where it's all about reassessment. Where do I put my energy now? And it's a, so a bit of a limbo state while things are growing. But it's, it's important 
to remain patience. And this card features in the Osho Zen, a beautiful pregnant woman with rainbow colors and water imagery and, and rich fabrics and blooms everywhere, flowers surrounding her. And the phases of the moon are above her head. So yeah, certainly it's a time to really sink into patience because we all want things to change, you know, now, like on a dime. We want things when we want them in this very fast-paced instant gratification society. And that's just not the case when it comes to organic, healthy change. So patience is something to, it's a life skill, frankly. Now, also understanding Six of Pentacles energy, it goes beyond compromise. It's giving and receiving both ends, but it's being in a place where where we can give to others, which is, you know, you're in a good place when you can do that. And um, that's beautiful. And understanding silence. This card features a med meditative face up above um, a, a misty lake in mountains. So it's the night sky and there are stars and a full moon in the third eye chakra spot, which keeps getting emphasized in the cards. I have never noticed that third eye chakra as much as I have these past few days in the cards themselves. Um, and uh, so yeah, the full moon coming up, that's, that's a very special full moon, I think. And I've heard that the next moon, um, the new moon in Libra, I think, is also quite special. Anyway, more talk on that hopefully next week. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that these the pay attention to the moon cycles coming up because good things are happening. Now, that first card, understanding, it, that features the bird in the birdcage and with the open door. It's a, it's a white dove, for that matter. It's not just any bird. And there are lots of other white doves. Peace, love. I mean, look up white dove uh, symbolism if you feel so called. But it's good stuffs. And then, so it's knowing that we are, you know, we can free ourselves from our own cages. And pages is, that could be new understandings, new communications coming in, new people. It's a young sort of inspired energy. Cups has to do with our emotions, love. So understanding patience, compromise and silence. Or understanding, um, you know, inner growth, giving and receiving and blessings because the star remember that's that's blessings from the universe that's a wish being granted okay wow anything else for peeps <laughs> oh I'm feeling called to stop actually I did see um, uh, during a shuffle on the bottom of the deck, there was five of cups clinging to the past. So it is important for us all to 
be conscious of how much we are clinging to the past and to put that put it down put down the baggage okay and now the bottom of the deck is the sun innocence underneath that is judgment beyond illusion underneath that is five of cups clinging to the past and underneath that is six of wands success beautiful wow so um you know judgment is a new cycle a new blank slate it's being forgiven it's having our sins of the past you know healed and having closure with certain things it's um it, it's a great thing so look there's there's good things to come absolutely and innocence is like you know on the sun card on the uh, traditional rider weight features an infant on the back of a horse like a baby and and I heard a reader the other day say that this baby isn't stupid <laughs> like this baby has had life experience um, and uh, that's kind of what I was it made me think of what I was talking about the other day our inner children the inner child within that's always there right so as we mature we get more wise and we get smarter in a lot of ways but it's important to retain that wonder and awe and like love of life uh, that a child can have that childlike energy within and to not lose that that's having a certain kind of innocence um that's something to heal and treasure and um and be thankful for definitely so another bookmark there are so many things i want to bookmark and talk about later but that's one of them something to think about as we go through the weekend and i wish you all the best um in terms of the weekend and know and use your tools peeps to get through rough spots every day as always, I thank you so much for all that you are and do. Stay tuned for more. Um, look up Affirmation Bear, Astrology Bear through Alexa on Amazon. Look up my website, like I said, and the books and pamphlets I have downloadable, available. There's RV Empath Insta. And more to come. As always, I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Mwah.